Out of Bounds. Triple M. Dale Alcock home, Southwest Football League action. Round eight, the talk to a mate round coming up this weekend. It is the initiative under regional men's health. So make sure if you're going out to the footy, make sure you take note of the message to talk to a mate. Now, tomorrow, we're going to be at Hands Oval. 4.30 start for the game between South Bunbury and HBL. Should be a really, really good contest, this one. And there is a man who has uh, done some wonders at the HBL Footy Club this year, Mr. Crane. Yeah, and he's got a terrific history, too. He's done just about everything in... Uh, Southwest Footy and Lower yeah. Southwest Footy. Got to love talking to footy with this bloke, and it's HBL coach and John Bajetta. How are you, John? Good afternoon, fellas. How are you? Going wonderfully. Thank you very much for taking the phone call. Can I take you back a few months when you were contacted by HBL and said, "Oi, come by, coach the club." What were your initial thoughts? Oh, it wasn't quite that easy, but um, didn't think yeah, it would be, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I done a little bit with him last year, just uh, behind the scenes, and um, yeah, sort of when Derek um, couldn't go on, uh, had a couple of conversations. One thing led to another, and um, yeah, it was, I, I just looked at it, um, you know, sort of at my stage it was it had to be something worthwhile. I wasn't going to go back into a rebuild, and you know, two or three years down the track. So once we had a look at it, um, well, I had a, went through their list and sort of looked at what I could add to it. Um, yeah, for now it was quite an attractive proposition, so uh, for now the conversations grew, um, and here we are today, we're going all right. Was it hard after that break, John, to get that fire and enthusiasm back in your belly? Because it is a, a, just about a full-time job. Mm. Yeah, you've got to... I suppose when you've been around the block a few times, you understand what it takes. So in that sense, that wasn't the problem. Um, I'd had three years, and I said um, at the end of 15, I got beaten in the grand final. There was a few factors that made it a real disappointing day, not just the result. And I thought that was enough. But um, staying sort of involved, I don't have a vampire, you know, sort of behind the scenes with different clubs helping them out, doing different recruiting and things like that. And just got to a point where daughter went to uni, young bloke was travelling Australia, so I found I had more time um, just sitting around. I was going around to games, local games, just having a watch and a beer and probably too many beers. So I thought maybe, um, yeah, my time's getting taken up. Not so much helping others, but, you know, I was putting my head on the chopping block at different times, throwing out different names. And so I thought, well, if I'm going to get the blame for things that go wrong, I'm also do it myself. And the, the flame was still sort of flickering, I suppose that was the best way to put it. And um, I just thought if the right opportunity come along, I thought it would be a, you know, a good idea to get back involved at a more of a full hands-on situation. So, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it so far. And, um, you yeah, know, being with the young guys keeps you young as well and uh, you know, try and keep up at training and things like that. So, yeah, I'm still 21 again. Uh, mate, that one of those first reasons is... Uh you sort of drink too much when you're having a look was the reason I do radio. <laughs> Keeps me out of there for a while. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> hey, mate, you know there's a code of practice you have to pass when you decide to come onto the radio and make sure that you're not drinking too much. That's why I'm there. Yeah, hey, mate, sure. Now, you've been coaching over a long period of time. How much has your coaching style changed over that period? Oh, the, the basics don't change. I mean, it's like when you start under 10 football as a player. You know, you taught the basics. and I'm pretty sure... That sort of thing from my uh, coaching background hasn't changed. The basic message is the same. Obviously, you know, you, how we used to go about it previously, you know, 10 years ago, for me, 15 years ago, um, some of the stuff 
has mellowed a little bit, but it's more uh, probably working with the guys. You know, you can't give them the rev like you used to be able to and things like that. Um, it's more making them understand uh, and getting into their heads to, to want to be footballers and, and want to, you know, if you're going to give up two hours on a Sunday, then you want to be good. Like, you want to, not everyone can win, but you want to be able to go out there and give your best of them two hours. And that's something that I've preached from day one and it's something that these guys have really embraced and um, so far the record reflects that. This is Triple M Southwest. This is Out of Bounds. Dan Leach here, Alan Crane over there. At the moment, got the coach of the Harvey Brunswick Leshenholt Football Club in John Bajetta, currently sitting on, what, 7-0, and zero, Alan Crane. Not a bad start no, to the season. Not a bad start at all. Now, Don, um, HBL have had a couple of close games. You must be pleased with the way the boys respond when they get challenged. Mm. Yeah, that's been a, a, a bit of a highlight, I suppose, in a way, because, um, you know... <laughs> We had a couple of games, we had a buyout a couple of games, we, um, an unfortunate situation arose where the game was called off and then we had another buy. so we're starting to get three in a row now, we're going four in a row, so we're developing more momentum, but in the games, um, you know, the first game of the year was a ripper down at Bustleton, uh, we really had to dig in deep there and the last part of the game was our best part of the game, then the Bunbury game we started well and uh, put the game away I suppose. Um, the scoreboard flattered a bit towards the end, um, but then you know the Eaton game that was that was just a good game of football, uh, a real good game of football where we had to dig deep. Um, we probably you know looking at the game on face value at three quarter time we were behind, but we had the game in the bag. We, we were just sort of really starting to get in the gear, and then over at Collie last week that was a nice slog. Uh, the Donnybrook game was a different style of game. Um, Virgo changed it up at half time. But again, when your nose is in front, uh, you've got to know how to hold on. And then last week was, again, a bit under man when they come. Uh, I was really impressed with the, uh, the the skill level and that under pressure. So, yeah, it's a lot of it's mindset. Um, the guys are skillful. That's, that's not an issue. So, yeah, pretty happy at this stage where we sit. Talking of skillful, I've got to bring up this bloke, Jesse Crichton. Sure. You know, second year at the club, but he brings a lot more to the footy club than just his playing ability, doesn't he? Oh, you're right there, mate. He is an absolute ripper. I mean, I've coached different guys at different stages, and, uh, you know, you always get that one that brings something more than just football uh, to your club. And this guy, um, I mean, you know, when, when, he, when the club got him last year, I said to a few of the guys, you've you, you got a good one there, just on profile without knowing the guy any further than just his name um, but geez, he brings some life to the football club he look I mean Crony we work together but you know you know, I'm always on the phone to him he's always ringing checking in he's, he's throwing ideas around he, he's really bought into the club and um, you know he's not old he's only 27 28 himself and he just embraces the young guys so in that you know obviously he, he's played AFL football but in no way would you think that you know, he'd been, well, you know, he's been that level, but he's not a big head and he just loves getting around the young guys and, you know, just steering them in the right direction. You know, do I need to ring this guy? Do I need to ring that guy? What do I, you know, he tra- travels down to train, things like that. It's just something that you, you don't, they don't realise what they've got there with him. So he's been one hell of a, a recruit for the Harvey Brunswick Football Club. And now, mate, you got South Bunbury this weekend. Uh, they're coming off three weeks of pretty poor form. 
how do you stop your boys from going, okay, this is we'll just put the four points in sort of thing? How do you keep – I know you, you'll keep them up, but how do you go about doing that? Um, well, I can tell you after Wednesday night, um, there's going to be no uh, no mucking around this week. Um, I know they said they went up to Collie last week and they were a bit flat in the warm-up, but um, we had a good chat Wednesday night and, look, Quite frankly, I don't really care about the opposition's form, but this week we'll be going out. The weather's going to be bad, but the uh, maroon and gold jumper on top of red and white is going to be worse. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's that's ominous. I like it a lot. Hey, John, thanks very much for joining us this afternoon. Uh, as we said, that's our broadcast game tomorrow. 4.40 start. We'll be on air from 4.30. South Bunbury taking on HBL and hands over. We wish you the best of luck for tomorrow's game. And, of course, uh, wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Good on you guys. Appreciate it. Out of Bounds with Daniel Leach and Alan Crane. Triple M. All right, round eight this weekend. Dale Alcock home, Southwest Football League. It is the Talk to a Mate round. And let's look at the broadcast game we're doing tomorrow. As I said, we'll be live from 4.30 for South Bunbury versus Harvey brunswick Leshenold. Fascinating, really, for South Bunbury because they've gone three weeks and they've had three different coaches. Finally, a little bit of stability comes in. But... Um, I mentioned it last week when we talk about them, where they've used the most players after seven rounds of footy. Um, I think they added another three or four players last week. So just a lot of players that they're trying to, to blood and get into this side. But um, tough one against HBL, I'd suggest. It will be. HBL are in very good form. Uh, I spoke before about the um, the outs, and we'll talk more about that before the broadcast, yes. and how to stop that. But that's where they need to be looking at. They're scoring will eventuate if you can hold the ball in the forward line. It's, yep. They're working hard to get it in there, and it just rocks out too, way too easy. So they're going to have to address that that sort of area um, to try and get a score on the board. I think they've only kicked nine goals over three games. Yep. So somewhere along the track, you're not going to beat HBL with that. So they've got to work out a bit of a plan. Never say never. The weather's going to be yep. pretty ordinary, I think. Um, but the good thing about footy at hands is hands oval is magnificent, yep. and it drains very quickly. You got HBL, your rain jacket for tomorrow? HPL. Well, I hope the, hope the commentary box doesn't leak. <laughs> I then. feel like it might just how, quietly. Just quietly. How good was the one out at Eaton there? So. Oh, now that is top quality standard right there. Very nice. You even managed to break a couple of council rules, so well done. Um, <laughs> the other game happening tomorrow. It's a 3.10 start, this one. It's sort of late afternoon, early twilight. Bustleton taking on Kerry Park. The women's game is going to be the last game of this fixture, by the way, at 5.30. So Bustleton and Kerry Park at 3.10 tomorrow afternoon at Bovell Park. Yeah, very interesting. Kerry Park only just got across the line to keep their season going, but they actually jumped into the five with that yep, win. That's so right. a little bit of a chance to make a bit of headway on there. And Bustleton are just so close, but yet so far. Down at Bovell Park, if it was dry, you'd almost go to... Actually, I'm going to go Bustleton anyway. I was going to say, I'm, t- I'm tipping Bustleton, but it's, it's that tough thing where... Um, Do you know the tough thing about this round? is we haven't seen these sides and they haven't trained. Yeah. In the weather, so yeah. it could be a completely different kettle of fish once they get out there. Winning is a habit, but losing is a habit as well. Wow, that's very wise words again, Dan Leach. Sadly, that's something we're going to touch on the Southwest Slammers. we talk about basketball next hour. Sadly, that's become a habit for the Slammers. However, for Bustleton, being near, so near yet so far has become a little bit of a habit so far this season. So huge for them to put their foot down and try and get themselves a winning score. Three Sunday games. I reckon Steve Lester will totally agree with that comment if he just wants to take that and just play it. He probably it's will. If that'll be probably the pregame. Good, good. There you go. Uh, 2.20 Sunday afternoon, Gloucester Park. Augusta, Margaret River and Eaton is a bottler. Love the look of this one because we're still not sure Augusta, Margaret River no set. Idea. And yeah, yeah. we keep saying that, but what, they sit in third on the ladder with 
20 five, points. Yeah, so five, five wins, wins and two wins, losses, yeah. Two losses. So, yeah, down there, it's going to be a bit ordinary down there. Always tough down there at the best of times. This will test eat. And then I tell you what, if Kerry, if Augusta Marga River can pick up these points, they'll be very, very special. Uh, Harvey Bulls taking on Donnybrook. This game happening at the Harvey Rec Ground on Sunday afternoon. Donnybrook really needs a bounce back. They do, but Harvey Bulls will be buoyed with that performance nice over the, the Kerry, up against Kerry Park. You mm. know, they got within a couple of points. So uh, they'll be excited, I reckon. They'll be looking forward to the challenge. And, yeah, Donnybrook oh, ran into a very good Eaton Boomer side after half time. They won't be comfortable sitting outside the five, so they'll be looking to push back in. And then Bunbury hosting the Collie Eagles, 2.30 Sunday afternoon at Payne Park. Yeah, Bunbury looked pretty good last week, and as we said, they've turned it up a notch, so... Uh, Collie will put in. Uh, depends what side Collie have got on the park, doesn't mm. it? Their their list changes frequently. We talk about stability, and they haven't been able to get a stable side through work commitments and and the like. But um, a good Collie is very good, but they just can't sustain footy long enough. And I don't think they'll beat Bunbury at the right. park. Round eight, Dale Alcock Home Sowers Football League. As I mentioned, it is the Talk to a Mate round. It's an initiative by Regional Men's Health. Uh, as blokes, we have three main categories of people we can talk to. They are a partner, a peer, and a mentor. So it's important to identify that all three of these categories may not be available to us, but it is important to talk to a mate, and that is the important thing about this round. Before it gets too much, talk to a mate. Regional men's health, it is important to make sure that we do that. Can I just jump on that? Please do. It is. I know blokes are blokes, and they just go, oh, she'll be right, mate, she'll be right. Tough exterior. A tough exterior, mm. but, you know, sometimes it doesn't hurt, and I'm probably the worst one for it, but um, you just need to go to a mate, look, I'm, I'm not travelling that well or yeah. something, and... It doesn't, It you know, you might think it sounds foolish, yeah. but it's not going to come across and blokes will go, mates will go, hang on, mate, how can we fix this up? And sometimes even just chatting to get that off your chest exactly. is well worth the Absolutely. Um, effort. So. Indeed. Out of Bounds, Triple M. The next time the Princing Southwest Slammers are at home will be next Friday night. They'll be at home against the Mandra Magic. They've got a road game coming up this weekend. They take on the Perry Lakes Hawks tomorrow night. Women's side, talked about them. We've had a couple of the guests on there and they've, uh, you know, been going pretty well. A lot's been talked about the men's side and going, hey, why have they not got any wins? And I know you've asked me that question a couple of times as well, Craig. I have, Dan Leach. Yes. And I've tried to answer it as best as I can. But how about we go to the source, the man that is coaching this team, the men's side. John Triscari joins us right now. John, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I hope you guys are having a great afternoon. Oh, mate, it's been going well so far. Craney's been cracking gags, so it's all good. Um, now, no one's laughed yet, but no, uh, that's, 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 that's no big normal. surprise, let's be honest. As I mentioned, no wins for the season, but I, th- I think a lot of people may not understand what the brief was coming into this season. Uh, it's because this is a long-term project that you've got under your sleeve. Can you try and explain what's been going on? I know there's been injuries as well, but try and explain it if you can. Make excuses, you mean? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I would not no. expect you to make excuses, Mr. Triscari. No, no excuses. Take full responsibility. No, I knew coming into this gig that um, that it was going to be a bit of a long-term um, um, type of project. Um, it had, you know, people had tried in the past but um, hadn't, hadn't been successful um, as I'm experiencing now. So we've got uh, quite a few young guys. Um, I have uh, one, two, five, five young guys that train with the SBL squad, and they're my development guys for um, for next year. I hope. 
Um, hopefully I've done enough work with them that they'll be able to step up and at least be able to suit up on the bench. Um, yet injuries have caused a few dramas for us. Mm. We, uh, we've had a broken nose, uh, James Goodlad. Um, Dougie did his ankle. Uh, I've tried to explain to him the other ways of getting out of training rather than <laughs> hurting yourself during the game, but he wouldn't buy it. No, fair point. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, and, and lacking the depth, um, as previous coaches have experienced, it, it makes it tough. Um, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, we've, we've picked up Terrell Carter, um, who's a six foot ten, uh, hundred and thirty kilo big man, and he he's quite tough in the post. Uh, this week, Mitchell Keller returns to us from his stint over in college. Um, has come back as a pretty accomplished player, um, and you know, complimented by uh, Michael Lay, Lucas Goff, Brody England. And uh, the other American that we have in uh, Tyler Livingston will we'll scare some teams along the way um, and at the same time hopefully develop some of the young guys. Now, John, talking about the rebuild, are you as far, um, well, are you progressing how you thought you'd be or are you a bit behind where you thought you'd be? How's your, how's your timeline sitting in your rebuild? In, in my mind, yeah, I'm, in your mind, I'm way I'm way behind because I uh, I probably shouldn't coach, and I think I've said this to you before. I'll, I, I'm a horrible loser. And, <laughs> I think we all are. You know, <laughs> so so you know those long trips back to um, Rockingham um, after um, getting beaten. Um, there's lots of um, what ifs and um, how could I have made it different? What what else do I need to do? Every week you come along with, you know, something different that you've got to um, teach or reteach. So it, it makes it a bit tough. But, um, yeah, no, I think I'm behind. I, I had planned on uh, five or six wins up to this point in time. Um, we've been thereabouts. Um, you know, I think there's only two games where we've really copped to hiding, and last week I don't even want to talk about. Mm. Um, well, there goes my next question. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, we'll leave that one alone. Eh? <laughs> I don't, but I've got to, got to touch on that. That was a big loss. Do you take, as a coaching staff, do you take any positives at all out of it? You know, I wasn't at the game. Was there anything you you could take out of that, or was that just a game, we'll forget about that and move on? Interesting that you say that. So at uh, quarter time, we were within uh, five or six points of the top team in the league. Now, you know, like, I, I've um, I've actually got some uh, cut-ups tonight to show the boys, and they're positives, positives from the Calamunda game, um, and positives from the game against Wanneroo. Re- um, yeah, the reason I asked you that, John, is because there is always some positive somewhere, isn't absolutely. it? No matter how gloomy people think there are, there's always something you can take out of some games. Yeah, that's right. That, that's probably the biggest criticism that people have of me as a coach. I um, I eternally find a positive, um, you know. Well, that's a positive it's, in it's, itself, John. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. You know, just a slight improvement in a game, and, and I can focus in on that. I don't like dwelling on the negative stuff, so, you know, this week at training, it was about trying to get the boys up again um, because – they, they know that they perform poorly, mm. and 
you know, I, I have to take some responsibility. The coaching staff do, but ultimately the, the responsibility lies out there with those guys on the court. Dan Leach here, Alan Crane over there. This is Out of Bounds around the southwest to Triple M. John Triscari, the coach of the Men's Princing Southwest Slammers, on the phone with us. They've got uh, an away game happening tomorrow night against the Perry Lakes Hawks, and then they're back at home next Friday night taking on the Mandra Magic. I want to touch on uh, the two imports, Terrell Carter and Tyler Livingston. Um, Terrell Carter obviously only has just arrived in the last couple of weeks or so. To, uh, Tyler Livingston's played some very good basketball at times. Obviously hasn't been able to really put four quarters together just yet, but do you see them, like, how hard is it to try and keep them um, to come back next season? Because it's never an easy task with, with imports to try and get them to come back again and again and again. Is that your, a big task for you over the next 12 months to sell them, hey, stay here, I know, you know, I'm building something here? Uh, yeah, that's a big sell um, and, and it's a hard sell mm-hmm. when we haven't won any games yet. <laughs> so, you know, people like Tyler, well, both of them are, are young imports looking at um, cementing their next contract. Mm. Um, I think Tyler more so than Terrell. Um, Terrell has a contract ready for him. Um, uh, he'll go back to the Seattle Storm um, in the Canadian uh, National League. Yeah. Um, Tyler has, has come from Spain and likes European type basketball, so he'd be looking at, at you know going there. But um, yeah, trying trying to keep positive and you know keep the sell. Um, that's what it's all about. If we can maintain either of the, of those two guys for next season, well, you know, like you're halfway there. It's it's someone that you know because uh, getting imports is very much a raffle. Mm. And just on that, John, how difficult it is is it to get recruits from overseas or even from statewide to come to Bunbury rather than settle in the city? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it, it's a tough gig. But um, the benefit for me is that I've been doing this for such a long time that I have a lot of um, um, not friends, connections over in, you know, in the States, people that I've used before for, um, to supply me with imports. You know, I've been coaching in the league for 20-odd years, so um, you, you just build up resources along the way. And I, I suppose it hasn't been that difficult um, because you talk to them, I want young guys, I want athletic, I want people that will work in the community. Um, and I think both of the imports that we've got at the moment are those sorts of people. Mm. Well, Terrell Carter, I mean, he's, he, as soon as he hit the uh, Southwest, I think straight after the, the Saturday night game, he was at the uh, the Wobble Games the next day for the almost the full seven, eight, nine hours and, and, and there at Eaton Rec Centre, which was amazing. Can I ask you one last question from me uh, before we head off? Um, are you harder on certain players than you are on others? Um, you know, you've, you've got some great young talent you mentioned coming through, but do you find yourself being hard on others because you expect more of these? These, these guys because you've you've heard of certain talents that they've got or or do you try and keep it sort of across the board when you're talking to these guys? I'm pretty easy to get along with. So I, I consider that I treat everyone, um, you know, the same, yep. regardless of whether they're, uh, they're imports getting paid or, or, you know, one of the local guys. Um and, and I'm pretty easy to work with. As long as, long as the guys want to work, I'm, I'm here. Mm. You know, I travel an hour and a half 
um, each way to be here and, and um, coach these guys. So um, it's a passion, and it, and it's you know something that I really enjoy doing. Um, I don't think I'm harder on any one than the other. It's always fascinating to to watch other coaches and Craney, you, you obviously you're a coach or you've been a coach yourself and how you go about it with so many players that you have to put up with. I mean, you know, it's the you art of coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Do you you be different with different players and all that sort of thing? So it's never an easy thing, that is for sure. As I said, um, the Sour Slammers, the zip and fourteen, and I get that, and I hear that from other people, from people talking to me. But uh, as I said, this is a long term thing, and this is something that I know that uh, a lot of people internally have a lot of faith with and can see some very big positives coming through, even though the scorelines may not suggest it. And the man that's leading that way is John Triscari. And, Coach, you've done a sensational job to explain it to us this afternoon. We wish you the best of luck with your game against the Perry Lakes Hawks and uh, see you Friday night next week when you take on uh, the Mandra Magic. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Out of Bounds with Daniel Leach and Alan Crane. Triple M. There's a side in the lowest hours football league right now, Mr. Crane. Uh, that are going pretty darn impressively, aren't they? They are at that. And there's, there's a gentleman down there standing up front who's, yes. you know, to say his stats are good is an understatement. Oh, so I think. thought we'd ring him up and have a chat to him. And that's the lower Southwest football lead, leading goal kicker at the minute in Jordan Jupp. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, boys. How are you guys going today? Going wonderfully. Thank you very much for taking the time to have a chat to us. Uh, five and zip record to start the season after the first couple of weeks. You just sit back and watch everyone else play. Uh, good start to the season. A lot of positivity inside the club right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, from, right from round one, um, it was just a refreshed year. New coach, uh, a lot of locals coming back into the side um, that had been off for uh, different reasons. Um, and yeah, straight from round one, it was just the instant connection with the young group. Just everyone just slotted in and played their roles well. And uh, we didn't didn't expect to be at this stage starting the season. But uh, yeah, you know, when you get to five and zip to start um, after we got one more uh, one more game in the first round, and it's uh, yeah, happy days. So we just got to keep it up, I suppose. Now, mate, you talked about your new coach, Ray Masters. What's mm-hmm. he brought to the Bridgetown Footy Club? Yeah, uh, yeah, Ray's a, Ray's a Ray. He's uh, yeah, doing very well this year. He's uh, yeah, he, talking about people slotting into their roles uh, straight away. Ray's has just um, jumped straight into it and just um, made some great connections, especially with the young fellows that really look up to him and uh, his communication, especially with them, is uh, very well. And he sort of relies on. Um, and gets his leaders to step up um, around the club too. So it's not just sort of like a, a just coaches to players role. All of a sudden there's uh, multiple leaders throughout the club um, helping develop not just the senior players, but also some of the juniors coming through, um, which is, and, you know, for a, a country club, that's awesome. Um, getting juniors filling in for Colts and slotting in well, and then Colts coming up to league and, yeah, it's uh, it's really good, and that's sort of sort of stemmed from the last few years. And Ray's is really really helping that along. No big surprises, obviously, being Ray. His nickname is Razor, but is he just like Razor Ray Chamberlain in that case? Is he a bit talkative, a bit yap, bat, yap bit yappy here and there? <laughs> uh, I'd like to say yes, but he's he's a man of few and uh, few words. I thought and that he, might yeah, be the case. Speaks very truly, and uh, yeah, especially during footy, it all comes from his heart. So he, you know. If he's going to say something, then it's, if he wants to say something, he's going to say it. So, 
you sort of try to stay on the good side there, but um, you know, yeah, it's good. It's good. The emotion in it, and uh, it's a passionate footy right there. So it's great, great having him around. He wouldn't bother spray you guys too much. The amount of goals you're kicking. Dude. Now, what about yourself, Jordan? I hear you come from a soccer background. What made you um, change to play AFL? Uh, I was a, a very little man growing up. Um, always thought I was going to get uh, absolutely bowled over. Um, so I started with soccer um, and then my brother too. Um, we just played in the same team growing up. Uh, he was a few years younger. Um, and, yeah, pretty much got to 17, 18 and thought we'd give footy a crack uh, once we grew up a bit. And, yeah, started playing a bit of footy up in Geraldton uh, for brigades and really good yeah, good uh, cultured club up there and learn a lot from some big names. Um, so, yeah, we had a few boys like Leif Teekle from East Fremantle and that head back up there the year I started. So, yeah, you learn a lot from them and that was the reason I sort of stuck with it after that. And from there, you know, it's uh, developed a passion for it and love the game. So, yeah, it's uh, great fun, mate. Well, you're certainly pretty handy at it, mate. I'll give it to you. So how'd you end up from Geraldton down to playing at the Bridgetown Footy Club? Uh, pretty much um, just through uh, friends of friends. Um, met one of my good mates, uh, Tommy Bowers. Uh He's uh, a Bridgetown local. And just through meeting him and then meeting his extended uh, friends and family and just yeah, developed some great relationships down that end of town, um, and absolutely love it. And that's where it's our third, uh, my brother and myself, third year down there, um, which classifies us uh, as local players um, in the new system, which is great. And um, because, yeah, we absolutely love it down there and just getting getting down there each weekend and seeing a different, different sort of part of the region every weekend is absolutely beautiful, and that's why we love it. On this Friday afternoon, you're on Out of Bounds. Dan Leach here, Alan Crane over there. Jordan Jupp from the Bridgetown Football Club is with us at the moment. Yes, mate, and you spoke of your little brother. You better mm. give him a plug. I, um, I believe his nickname's Norman. 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 How's he go, Norman, mate? He's sitting right next to me. You oh. Yeah. So don't talk him up too much then in that case. Yeah, no, he's in my ear just like, oh, yeah, keep going, keep talking. <laughs> now, moving on, mate, you're, you've got yourself down there. You've got Brett Wilson, Rodney Jetter and Reese Ralston all kicking a lot of goals. Mm. Uh, you must have a fairly good understanding between yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Reese Rowley, Ralston uh, came into the side last year and that's where that was the first time I've met him and uh, he's an absolute uh, jet on his left foot, real hard nut. Uh, sort of player. He's usually a midfielder, but he's swinging forward um, a lot this year, which is great, and kicking a few goals. Brett Wilson, uh, you know, I think his sort of accolades speak for themselves, um, and it's his an absolutely amazing inclusion um, to come back from Waffle this year, and he's fitted in uh, very well, and clearly trying to rest forward, um, but which Rodney and I are trying to kick him out of our out of our space. I think he's taken a few too many goals. But, um, Nah. And oh, then, so hang uh, on, hang on. So 12 against uh, Tigers is not enough for you, is that right? And time on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, we'll, uh, we'll try and improve on that one day. Nah, oh. nah. It's, uh, it was a good day out. I like that. Um, and, and then uh, Big Rod and myself have an absolutely amazing 
uh, relationship. Um, usually he's playing full forward and I'm at centre half and uh, he's a very, very unselfish player and I could uh, credit a lot of my scoring opportunities um, to him and he kicks absolute um, bags himself so uh, he's an absolutely awesome bloke to play play around. Um, yeah, and he's a, yeah, a great leader for the the young players coming through as well. Really lends a, uh, lends a hand and Lends an ear if anyone needs to chat. And, uh, nah, love love Rod. Absolutely amazing bloke. Now, mate, your Bridgetown goal conversion rate is very good. Uh, your goals to points. Is that just the, where you're having your set shots from and the system you're playing? Or um, are you blokes just really good kicks? Uh, our, yeah. Our, yeah, the systems we are playing uh, does get has been getting us uh, a, lot of, a lot of shots. Um, but usually, funny enough, usually it's sort of 30, 40 metres plus um, for Rod and myself, uh, and then the rest of the forwards usually slot in behind that. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, yeah, kicking well, kicking straight. Um, but, you know, look at, looking at this weekend, I think this weekend will be the first sort of wet and stormy weather. Mm. So, um, yeah, we'll, talk, we'll, ch- we'll chat to you in a few weeks and see if that <laughs> conversion rate's still up there. But, uh, no, it's... It's great football from the full whole team and the systems where Razor's brought in and that we're playing are really suiting our style of football and everyone's having a great time and enjoying it and that's just showing um, in the results, I suppose. But is that a case of confidence, breeding confidence in that case with the goal kicking? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you know when you know you're going to get sort of five, ten plus score, uh, scoring um, opportunities a game, it just just becomes, yeah, absolutely natural um, and you're not trying to um, sort of hold, hold it to yourself or be selective with who you give it off to. You just And there's a lot of trust in the forward line too. I'm more than happy to and have given it off to absolutely anyone there. Um, my brother just had a snicker at that, but um, no. <laughs> he, he doesn't handball too much, no, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's just absolutely amazing, um, just our midfield and especially our back line, just the amount of deliveries that come in and the quality of them is really, really showing in some um, high-quality football this year. So it's great, great playing in the forward line to that. Now, one last one for me, mate. You talked about Boyer Brook this weekend. Up at their home deck, if it gets wet, that oval is a bit different. How do you stop the boys from thinking they're just going to turn up there, win that game and go away? Because it could be a little bit more tricky than um, you think. Absolutely. Um, boy, up, boy up at home is always a big task, um, let alone being the lower, like our Bridgetown boy up uh, little derby down there. So being the closest town, it's... Uh, I've found every single game has come down to the wire with them, no matter where we're sitting um, or they're sitting um, in the past few years. And that's something um, definitely I've come to respect um, going into every game against them. Um, The fact that it's going to be a wet and muddy game potentially um, adds adds another thing there because they've got some absolutely amazing uh, young footballers um, that are very, very hard and very skillful um, around the passages of play, which can definitely factor in. Um, and then they've had some great quality players like um, they skip uh, Benny, Benny Thompson, he's uh, playing very well, and some of, yeah, some of those young blokes through the guts there that they're going to be a tough, 
uh, tough job to hold um, on Saturday. Well, get, get your galoshes at the ready because, as you said, you're going to need them. It's going to be a wet one. It's going to be a bit muddy, but it should be entertaining. Boy up, Brook, Bridgetown, Saturday, 2.20 start. Should be a fun game of footy in the Lower Sowers Football League. Hey, Jordan, thank you very much for taking some time to have a chat to us. Best of luck for the rest of the season. And uh, We get the sneaking suspicion we might be seeing a grand final day, but best of luck for the rest of the year. Oh, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Out of Bounds. Triple M. And Jordan Jupp, great kid. Good young lad, isn't he? Great young lad. Looking forward to seeing Jeez, how he's going to go. He's a good footballer. Well, looking forward to seeing how many he's going to rack up throughout the season. 33 after five games. Obviously, they play, what, 12, 14 games? 14, something like that. Something 14 like that. games. We'll check it right now with Nigel Reeve, who's joining us to preview this weekend's action in the Lower Sowers Football League. Hello, Nigel. How we going, boys? Going wonderful. G'day, mate. How many games per team in a season? Uh, 14 down here now. 14 it is, yep. Good so stuff. does that allow him to kick 100? Well, if he keeps going in the way at, of Richmond, going. At 12 a game gets him there, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. But, I mean, if you include finals, he could probably get to 100, I reckon. I mean, he's got 33 right now after five. Gets, to, gets you know, averaging that, he'd get to about 40-odd by round or by the seventh game. Could be in with a sneaky shot. We'll see how he goes. Um, That'd be a huge effort. It, it would be his side, Bridgetown. Obviously, no footy last weekend, by the by. So let's just get straight into round eight action. His side, Bridgetown. They take the trip to Boy Up Brook. Um, we mentioned it with uh, Jordan that you don't want to sort of lull yourself into a bit of false sense of security and think, oh yeah, we're just going to run over the top of this one. But you'd suggest Bridgetown will win this one, yeah? Well, you'd think so on the form that they've showed, and Boy Up for being. Uh pretty competitive over the last couple of weeks, but it's a pretty hard task coming up a, a red-hot Bridgetown side. If he does kick 12 this week, it's a great effort. There's a, a lot of rain forecast. Yes. But, uh, he'll definitely have enough supply to, to have probably 12 shots on goal. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I would think Bridgetown would get over the line here. Boy, as I said, they've been roundabout. They just haven't got that first win, but it's going to be a tough ask mm. against uh, the top side this weekend. Does that bridge down uh, the boy up oval? Does that because um, it's down in a bit of a clay pan? Does it fill up with water pretty quick, or does it drain pretty well? Uh, it fills up pretty quick, especially with the rain forecast. We played a grand final there, or two or three years ago, four years ago now, and uh, you could just see the water bubbling out of the ground. But I don't think any ground will be any different this week, uh, as far as uh, wet weather goes. So, so like I, I reckon said, that's going to make a big difference, yeah. and I'm tipping Bridgetown. <laughs> <laughs> You're predictable. You are. You really are predictable. Sunday, two games happening on Sunday. Uh, Imperials taking on Southerners. Huge game for Imperials because they're just outside the uh, the top four. They're a bit behind on percentage. If they can find a way to get past Southerners and maybe put a bit on the scoreboard, they might just be able to sneak back in. But it's just a case of they don't want to drop this and lose touch with the top four. Yeah, and the other game's the same. Dan, we'll talk about this one first. But, if, uh, yeah, if Southerners win this game, they go two games up on Imperials, and if Imperials win, obviously they, they stay in touch with not only the top four, but with the top two. So second spot's still up for grabs as well. Uh, it's down at Southerners, I think. So uh, I, I would, uh, I'm going to pick Southerners. I think uh, they're showing some pretty good signs early. Imperials are struggling for numbers a little bit, but they, they did run Bridgetown to uh, the three quarters there a couple of weeks ago, but I think Southerners will get the job done at home this week. Yeah, you talk about Imperials looking in there, but it's yeah. an eight-point ball game for Southerners yeah. too. If they get that, that gives them a nice little break plus percentage. So yeah. they'd be very keen to win this, and I think they might. Okay. I'm going to 
Yeah, I mean, I talked about a couple of weeks or last week how we were saying, you know, who's the side that might come up against Bridgetown. And if it's not going to be Dean Mill, then I think it's going to be Southerners. So if I'm sticking with that, then I suppose I have to go with Southerners, but I wouldn't be surprised. You make some very good sense sometimes, Daniel Leach. Very rare, (laughs) let's be honest. Very, very rare. Weaver was very impressed with that, weren't you, Weaver? Yeah, it's the first time, but I'll I'll, I'll agree with you, Nick Franny. It's a a huge game for both clubs that uh, a win either way could set up each club season, so uh, it's going to be a terrific game of footy. Everybody, let's just move on. Uh, the other <laughs> Sunday game, Tigers-Dean Mill. You said this is another huge game, and it is, because let's say Bridgetown win, they go to six and zip, and you don't want to be the side that all of a sudden goes two games behind, possibly going top spot. Yeah, and I think, I mean, early signs will say that Bridgetown are going to finish uh, on top of a ladder, but from uh, second down to fifth, there's four teams fighting for the top spot, and these are two of them, so if Dean will get over the line this week, they go a game up plus percentage in the second spot. And then, obviously, if Tigers get over the line, they, the percentage is not great, but they go a game up in the second spot. So they'll be hurting after their uh, performance against Bridgetown a couple mm. of weeks ago. Dean on the other hand, have had three wins in a row and, uh, yeah, looking OK. But, uh, look, I won't pick against Dean this week, I think. They're in pretty good nick, so I'd say Demon will get over the line. Yeah, I just sense Demon are going to win this one too. I feel like they're just starting to hit their straps. I'll tell you what, Tigers will be looking to get back into it. Yeah. As you said, they had a very poor performance, so they'll look to jump back strongly, but I'm thinking Demon as well. Okay. Good. Just yeah, quickly, yeah, is yeah, the Imperials yeah. Southerners game, is that Southerners or is it oh, Imperials? I think it might be Imperials that game, but uh, no, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get that confirmed and we'll, we'll reference case, that at the end we'll, of the game. We've gone for all the away sides. I can confirm that boys are taking Imperials, so uh, I'm still going to pick Southern. So, uh... <laughs> so am I. Yeah, that's there. Fine. You go. We've got it confirmed. Good news, everybody. Don't call up. Don't call Weaver. He's got it corrected. It's all good, folks. Um, good round of footy. It's the talk to a mate round. Round eight in the lower Southwest Football League, and some very good games. As I said, kicks off tomorrow afternoon, two twenty with Boy Upbrook and Bridgetown, and hopefully everyone has got their scuba gear for that one. <laughs> Nigel Reeve, thank you very much. As always, talk next week. All right, thanks, boys.